My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood... I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous. And I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you. And we have a very special guest who's here for you, too. I have to get to him because he... He is good at talking. He's b- even better than me. He, he could talk. And so I have to make sure that I can fit in everything that he has to say. Uh, it's an honor of Love Week. We're doing Love Week here on Channel Mom. This is the last day. It's all been in honor of Valentine's Day. We want to honor love on this planet. And I know that the lack of love hurts many a mom's heart, uh, but I know most mothers desire love in their lives, whether it's through a marital relationship or through their relationship with their children. We're going to cover both today for you. Yesterday, we talked to Dr. Emerson Egrich, the uh, highly esteemed author of Love and Respect, a best-selling book, over a million copies now in print. Uh, He's a New York Times best-selling author. He now also has a new book out called Love and Respect in the Family, which we're going to tell you how to win here in a second. This is all, again, in honor of our Love Week here on Channel Mom and in honor of Valentine's Day. Of course, you can go see all this on ChannelMom.com because we videotape this show. So if you know somebody that should hear what we're saying today, tell them to go to ChannelMom.com. They can find the podcast or they can find a clip of this show in video version. So go to ChannelMom.com mom.com to do that. But now, did I have a song today to play? I wanted to play a song to introduce Dr. Egridge. Okay, I'm, I'm big on soundtracks for my guests. Here's today's soundtrack. Go for it, Jorge. I don't know how to explain it, but I know the world will hardly do. Miracles and signs and wonders aren't enough for me to prove to Don't you know I've always loved you Even before there was time Though you turn away I tell you still That, of course, third day, that song has reduced me to tears more than once because it's truly about God's love for us, which we really need to go back to to get this. Now, I know that there are people who listen to the show and watch us online who, who are not necessarily believers in God, but, but I do want to woo you to that place where you can know that God loves you so you can bring that into your other relationships. Today, Dr. Emerson Egerich is going to cover both romance and how you deal with the love aspect of families. Uh, so we want to welcome Dr. Emerson Egerich back to the Channel Mom Show. We're so happy to have him. Well, thank you, thank you. I am excited again today as I was yesterday. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. You're, you're also a great actor. I'm just going to say that. Just throw that out I'm there. I'm not acting. <laughs> I'm not acting. I'm sincere. I love it. Okay. Your enthusiasm and your, your articulate and uh, your on message. So I appreciate your burden and just what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm going to use that as a promo, if you don't mind, on all this. No, that's <laughs> fine. Just okay. make sure I get some of the royalty. Okay. Okay. All righty. As I said, Dr. Emerson Egerich, he's going to talk to, you, talk to you about love and respect. We've already explained the cycle, which is essentially that a study has found from the University of Washington that when, when, when couples 
couples in a fight, women feel unloved, men feel disrespected. So there's this element that the two sexes crave. Now, women need respect too, and men need love too, but men tend to crave respect. Women tend to crave love. It's just the truth. Deal with it. And this book and this, these principles can help you. So we took questions based on this principle and based on the fact that a lot of people live in what Dr. Emerson Egerich calls the crazy cycle, and I'm going to let him explain that at the very beginning of answering this question, but we took Facebook questions from moms who needed help. And this is a little bit like a question we got yesterday, but, but I think he can address it differently. So this was from Dominique. She said, how do you do it? How do you take care of everything, the cooking and the homework and the cleaning and the kids, animals and the bills and the meals and on and on and on and everybody else's needs because you're a mom. And it's the end of, at the end of the day and you're tired and the last thing you want is someone else, quote, needing you let alone wanting to be attached. Wow, and she says, there's a look inside it into my brain. But the question is, how do you balance it all and still feel like being romantic? And I want to extend her question and say, how can you even give your husband respect when you're wiped out? And you think, the last thing I want to do is show my husband how much I respect him and his opinion. How, do, how does this woman do this? Well, I don't know the nature of that relationship, but, you know, this is one of my concerns. Uh, if she has children who are boys, um, she what does. would she, she say does. to her daughter-in-law in the years ahead who says the same thing? I mean, my, my gut tells me she's going to say, you're marginalizing my precious baby boy. You're, you're basically saying that his needs are really kind of, you know, sick and that, you know, this sexual component of being intimate about his need. I'm exhausted. I'm focused on the kids. I really don't have time, so on and so forth. What we've done is we've created a pink view of relationships, and I support that, but that's half the equation. And as I uh, said yesterday, if at the end of the day the husband said, can we talk for a half hour about what you're feeling and what you went through today, would she be energized in that? Or she said, I really have a headache and I want to go to bed. No, if it comes down to him connecting with her emotionally, just listening to her heart and having her give expression to what she needs for her emotional release, yeah. women need to talk in order to realize their emotions. They need to talk to release their emotions. Uh, women talk in order to build rapport. As Deborah Tan, the great linguist, says, women give the report to build rapport. I mean, if at the end of the day all of those things were taking place because the husband invited that and had no interest in sex, would the woman be energized at that point? Yes, because it's meeting her need. Now the question is whether or not the husband at the end of the day has a legitimate need. Or is it that we've come to this point that because that's not the need for the woman, therefore it's really not legitimate? Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking that question to shame anybody. I'm simply letting us ask the question as we anticipate our young boys becoming husbands and what are they going to feel. And one thing Sarah, my wife, put me on to quickly is don't talk about the husband. Talk about their future sons and what their sons are going to go through. And mothers love their sons and they get this and they go, whoa, I don't think I want my sweet daughter-in-law to treat my precious baby boy the way I'm treating my husband. Yeah. But, but back to the issue of exhaustion. I'm empathetic toward the position. I really am. But it, here's the point. If we spend all of our you know, years, 18, 25 years, growing our children and letting our husband's needs be neglected and him neglecting our needs, what kind of gift is that for our children? Yeah. yeah. When we divorce and hate each other and are bitter, and so we spend all of our life helping our children become something, and now they're in psych psychiatric care because yeah. of the trauma inflicted upon them due to our ruptured relationship. And I overstate the case, but I think people get the point. Yeah, and, and, and 
thank you for doing this because I have this pet peeve about our culture, which says that, that women's feelings in a relationship are legitimate and men's aren't. And so we've come to this place where it's, it's okay and cool to disrespect men in television shows and in movies and on the radio because men are just idiots and all they want is sex. And, and what, what, what women, I think, would be helped to know is, look, ladies, and, and look, I had to come to this opinion too. Men really receive love and respect, let's just call it that too, through sex. And, and, and that's just the way it is. Frankly, it helps with our procreation. <laughs> we might not well, have any more children yeah, on the planet. Yeah. Well, that, that, there's truth in that, procreation and pleasure we talk about. But I, here's the thing that we need to understand. Um, we, know the, we, know, we don't know when a woman is sexually aroused. There isn't a visual way necessarily. There are little uh, things that can let you know that. But it's quite obvious when the man is. <laughs> <laughs> and and God has created this visual aid to remind us. But also, a man has a need for release. Physiologically, his anatomy is such that that is a very obvious point, and it is no, there isn't any debate about that. Now, here's the question I ask women who are very tender, humble, and loving. He has a need that only you can meet. No one else is to meet that need. He's not to take care of that himself, and he's not to seek it somewhere else. Now, the question is, does he have a need that you don't have? And if he has a need that you don't have, how's that need to be met? Yeah. And, and part of the problem is women's sexual arousal, once a month they can, have, uh, they can conceive. Women get that intensity every once or twice a month. In those earlier years, they know that. They understand that. They get that. Well, many of our sons are feeling that on an ongoing basis. And so that intensity is there. And the question is, what are they supposed to do? And at the end of the day, they're not trying to be selfish. They're trying to say, I have a need that only you can meet. And then if that need isn't met, he will sulk, he will pull back. But not simply because he's selfish, but because he doesn't really know how to deal with this. And then at the end of the day, he feels hugely disrespected. Why? Because he has a vulnerability where she doesn't. And yeah. generally speaking, women have a strength. And then what happens when I have a strength where you have a weakness, I tend to judge you, particularly if I see that weakness in the light of a childishness, that you ought to just grow up. But that's the same as a man saying to a woman, come on, quit being so emotional. Grow up. You don't see me crying all the time. Yeah. For us to dismiss the other person based on their vulnerability and our strength is really lacking empathy. But once a couple introduces what I call this analogy, she has her vulnerabilities, he has his, and they're different areas. And once we begin to give each other grace, oh, the relationship takes off. But yes, he has a need for something that you don't have. I get that. But I coach men. She has a need just to talk. Yeah, but it's the same thing, Emerson, over and over again. I understand that. But you're, you're touching the deepest recesses of her heart when you meet that need. Well, and, and, and so the men say, but it's the same thing over and over again. Well, I'm going to talk to your wife about the fact that you have a need for sex release, and it's the same thing over, over and over again. again. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for explaining that in a better way than I did. And, and I don't, I'm not trying to, to lecture people. I understand there are all kinds of issues in marriages and, and their addictions and you know pornography issues and all of that. So, so, so there are problems, and I get it. But, but if they can come back to that, that grace-filled place that you've just invited them to come to where they try to understand each other's vulnerabilities, it, it can change a marriage and, and save it, frankly. So when we come back, we're going to move from romance to love and respect in the family because I want moms to hear here today, how they can get respect from their kids or how it can come about and how uh, they can love the, their children in the way their children need to be loved. So that'll all happen when we return with the Channel Mom Show right here on KLVZ 810 AM. As 
we kick off a new year, Complete Lifestyles is the place where you can find fabulous prices for exquisite gifts, decor, and more. For more than 29 years, customers have loved shopping at the original Complete Gourmet and Gift Store, now renamed Complete Lifestyles, to include a new home accent store located in the same shopping center on the east side of University, just south of Dry Creek Road. My friend and owner, Connie Stevenson, is passionate about her faith, and she wants customers to know she makes it a point to offer fair trade, Colorado, and U.S.-made products. Connie believes we can impact our world through our buying choices. So come in and shop to make a difference this season. For more information, visit www.completelifestyles.com. That's completelifestyles.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T lifestyles.com. These days, couples will work for just about anything. From communication to companionship. From fun to love. From passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Welcome back to Channel Mom. We are speaking with Dr. Emerson Egerich, the author, the best-selling author of Love and Respect and now Love and Respect in the Family. As a way to close our other section where we were talking about intimacy and marriage, all in honor of our Love Week here on Channel Mom, um, I want to give Dr. Emerson Egerich a compliment. Um, I'm so used to calling you <laughs> Dr. E in emails that, 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 that when you're on the show, I get very formal and I say your whole name over and over again. But Denise wrote into Facebook, Dr. Egerich, and said, uh, please tell Dr. Egerich that he helped restore our marriage. And she called uh, your teaching amazing. So, so there are testimonies like that all over the place, and you know it, and hopefully you don't have a big head about it. But uh, she was really grateful for what you've done in her marriage. So nice way to close our marriage segment. We're going to move to love and respect in the family. There is a crazy cycle there. Parents desire respect. Uh, children desire love. We sometimes, as parents, uh, make assumptions about our children, and we tend to not understand the ways in which they need love and not get down to their level. We tend to assume disrespect in certain cases. You talk all about it in your your book. I want to let people know they can win that book today, Love and Respect in the Family. Just go to facebook.com backslash channel mom and tell us you want to win the book, and we'd be happy to send you a copy. Okay. So tell us about love and, the, and respect in the family and how that differentiates from love and respect in a marriage. Well, you did a really good job of uh, <laughs> uh, bringing that about. I mean, we asked three questions in the book. Why do we negatively react to each other in the family? How do we motivate each other, and particularly parent toward child? And what do we do when our children aren't responding? Yeah. And uh, that question, why do we negatively react, we've discovered again that uh, the children need love. All the research points that out. When a child is throwing a temper tantrum, you know, he says, you don't love me. I mean, he feels sorry for himself. It's always this. And when we correct our child, we rarely ever say, you're not being loving right now. We say, instead, you're being disrespectful right now. We know that, and we know the Bible commands children to honor father and mother. And so when I unpacked this, I began to see again, it was just coincidental that love and respect in the marriage and in the family happen to be the same. It's not a spinoff. It really is not at all. 
I have my Ph.D. in family studies. I did my dissertation on effective fathers. So the family's been a focus, but I waited to write this until my children were in their 30s so they could speak back into this, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And they're the three that endorsed the book. But the crazy cycle in family is when a child feels unloved, that child reacts in a way that feels disrespectful to us. And when we feel disrespected, we end up reacting in a way that feels unloving to the child. And this can spin out of control real quick. Yeah. And we, we challenge all of us as adults, and, and parenting is for adults only. Uh, and I say sometimes I'd have been a great parent had it not been for the kids. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. I, I say that too. <laughs> I've got to decode, though. Is my child reacting in this way that feels disrespectful to me? Are they disobeying me because I said or did something earlier that was uh, unloving to them? You know, my dad committed adultery when I was 11. And subsequent to that, I can remember yelling at a distance at him, why don't you go see that other woman? I was very disrespectful, but I was feeling very insecure and unloved. And that's a classic illustration. But not all children who are disrespectful are feeling unloved. Sometimes they're just being kids, you know, because they spill the milk. The proverbial don't cry over spilled milk. That's more for parents than it is for kids, I yes. suppose. Yes, it is. And we, we've got to come to a point where we realize children are going to be childish. And, and that ends up feeling disrespectful to us because we told them not to spill the milk, and they disregarded us. Now they disobeyed us, and now we're offended, and now we're spinning on the family crazy cycle. So what we do in this book is we talk about how do you decode and how do you diffuse And how do you deal with life? Because it's coming at us so fast, and there's so many pressures on us. But we're excited because there are simple, simple ways of dealing with these moments of negativity and getting us off the family crazy cycle. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you wrote the book, um, if for nothing else than me and my 15-year-old son. Um, he's fond of saying that I don't love him as much as our 11-year-old daughter. And, of course, I do. Um, I do love them differently. I kind of wonder if that's okay and if what you'd say to that statement. But I, I love them in different ways, partly just because they're male and female. But he did something the other day that you and Sarah would understand because your daughter Joy did this when she was very little. My son was able to say to me at age 15 in kind of a little boy vo- voice, Mom, I just need your love. I just need a hug, you know? And, and really, it was so great that I didn't have to diffuse myself and say, you know, I'm really mad at you because you're disrespecting me and I don't understand why you act like this. Instead, I was like, oh, I get it. The reason he was just disrespectful, you know, one minute ago is because he just wants a hug. And he wants some love. I mean, right? Well, that's just the perfect example. I mean, the fact is your son is obviously uh, able to and willing to give voice to that deeper root issue. I mean, obviously you're a great communicator and he's picking up on that. But at a certain point he made a decision and you tell him I would stand at attention and salute him for (laughs) being willing to communicate that deeper thing rather than pout and sulk or, you know, beat his chest, you can't treat me that way, in two years I could die for my country. And so there is this willingness in his part to be transparent. You tell him I salute him and I honor him for that. But this is a great illustration. He gave voice to what that deeper issue is, which then explained the earlier behavior. That's a classic illustration, Jenny, and you're smart enough to know that, but all of us lose sight of that. Even Sarah and I, I mean, she looked at me, you have your Ph.D. in family. What are we supposed to do here? And I said, I don't know. Well, what made you realize it? What made you realize it years later? Well, in the process, you know, I mean, (laughs) the kids, you know, are not going to be perfect. Kids are not going to respond to everything we want them to do. There is this um, thing called sin, (laughs) you know, and selfishness. I mean, there were two perfect parents, to the most, called Adam and Eve. 
and uh, they had a son, two sons, actually, Cain and Abel, and Cain killed Abel. And one of the points I make is we can be perfect parents, but our children still not respond. In fact, our sons were six and eight at the time. I named them Jonathan and David, so they'd be best of friends. And we had some missionaries over, and they were like angels, absolutely perfect. And the missionaries left, and Jonathan and David got into almost a fist fight for six and eight-year-olds. I couldn't believe it. I pulled them apart, and I said, I, what's going on here? And David yelled. He said, we can only be good so long, Dad. And then, <laughs> then I said, but I named you Jonathan Davis, so you'd be best of friends. He said, you should have named us Cain and Abel. <laughs> well, let's, well, they're both still alive, so that didn't come true. I want to warn you, we have about four and a half minutes left. What, what is the one thing you would say to a parent listening today? And, of course, they can win your book, and I hope they do, because we all need it. Love and respect in the family. Go to Facebook.com backslash channel mom and win this priceless book. Um, what's the one thing you would say to parents in four minutes about how they can decode and diffuse? Like maybe just give them one example of decoding and one example of how to diffuse a situation where they're feeling disrespected. Well, I'd rather go to a deeper issue. And okay. Fox News, Fox News uh, picked up two articles of mine. One was called Why Biblical Parenting Has Nothing to Do with Our Children. Okay, yeah, I saw that. Why Biblical Parenting Has Nothing to Do with Our Children. And one of the things I'm trying to encourage parents is there's a game plan, particularly for those of us who are believers, that we're to stay in this game plan and, and bring our identity in Christ to our parenting, not derive our identity from our parenting. Yes. That we are to be who God calls us to be, independent of our children's behavior. That doesn't mean we accept bad behavior and we talk about it. But it's crucial, it's crucial that we do not put our children in a position where we feel good or bad about ourselves based on their behavior. And secondly, uh, the article they picked up that also skyrocketed was, all I want for 2014 is my children's respect. And I talk about a parent does need respect. We need to be honored. That is not an egotistical, narcissistic thing. We truly need that. The question on the table is, how do we deal with those moments when we're not getting it? Do we yell at our children for yelling? Do we scream at them for screaming? Do we get angry at them when they get angry? And one of the challenges for us is that we've got to be the adult. And so how do we do that? And how do we encourage our children to be respectful when they appear disrespectful? How do you coach them? And this is what this book is all about. And I'm trying to encourage parents along that line. And I've asked a lot of experts about this, particularly the idea that you can be a great parent, a good parent in the eyes of God, and your children are not responding to you. In other words, you're not a bad parent because your children are disobeying any more than our Heavenly Father's a bad parent when we disobey right. Him. Right. That's a, that's a fabulous point. I'm going to end there because it's a great point. Congratulations, by the way, on the Fox News exposure. I saw that, and I was very happy for you. I want your second surprise. Your first one was the caller that we had uh, yesterday. But uh, your second surprise is that I'm sending you a little uh, chocolate treat from one of our new sponsors, the Chocolate Therapist. So I hope you and Sarah sort of like chocolate just a little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. I'm drooling just thinking about it. <laughs> it's actually good for you. It has antioxidants and all this other wonderful <laughs> dark chocolate anyway. Let's just Do you know what rationalize is? Yes. Uh, you know what it means to rationalize? Of course. It's rational lies. <laughs> oh, okay. Rational lies. I get it. So you telling me the chocolate's really good for me. Yes, you know, yes. We'll rational together, lies. We, okay. We both need to know it's a rational lie. Yeah. Okay. So uh, very quickly, tell folks where to go to find you and your books. Well, loveandrespect.com, all spelled out, L-O-V-E-A-N-D-R-E-S-P-E-C-T.com, and uh, the resources are there, and we'd love to hear from them. And then we have all of the social media uh, that they can pick up. We'd love for them to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all the exciting things. And the conference is coming up. We're doing a major event with Dave Ramsey, 7,000 people in Dallas at the Verizon Center. If they could come to that, that'd be wonderful, though I think it's sold out, actually, now that I say that. 
Yeah, well, but, you know, they make it screens or something so people can look at it. So loveandrespect.com. I love that you throw in Aretha's way of saying respect there. Um, you are a treasure, a national treasure. So we will have you back again, and perhaps we can have you with Sarah sometime as well. God bless you. Say hello to Sarah for us. And you're the one that won the Emmy, so why are you praising me? <laughs> oh, Emmy Schmemmy. <laughs> <laughs> Rational lies. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Eggrich. All righty. God bless. All right, we'll be right back, and I'm going to tell you one more time how to win this wonderful book, Love and Respect in the Family, right here on Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion <laughs> and purpose to good old intimacy. <sighs> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself, and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Oh, that was fun. I just love Dr. Egrich. My husband's okay with it. He likes him too. <laughs> Uh, we so enjoy having him on this show. I want to let you know you can win Love and Respect in the Family on Channel Mom on Facebook. So go to facebook.com backslash Channel Mom. Let us know you'd like to win that book. It can really help your family. I know the moms who listen to us are really trying to serve their families well. So let me just thank you. If you feel like nobody notices, if you feel like uh, your kids don't appreciate it, please just let me thank you. This is your thank you for the day, for all that you've done today, to, to do good things for your children, to be patient with them, to raise them well. Thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for listening to Love Week here on Channel Mom in honor of Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channelmom.com.